So, um, theme of the word I've been using a lot in the retreat, viveka, and withdrawal, stepping back, or it's like this now. It's like this now. It means there's a sense of dispassion, witnessing, observation, uh, not reactivity, just it's like this now. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever, it's like this now. And well, we need to use this because the uh, nature of our attention is to, is to go into detail sometimes, fuss or pick at details or get absorbed in details and um, lose some of the quality of calm and dispassion. And then uh, actually the irregularities in our health or our vitality or become topics what is not quite good becomes the topic what is not quite good enough becomes the topic what is problematic becomes the topic and the more you give attention to these topics the more they become bigger so there's a balance between how much you energy you put into steadying comforting calming body and the mind and how much you say, well, that's about it now. It's good enough. It's uh, good enough for what I need to do. So, you know, meditation is for people who are healthy sometimes, not so healthy other times. People who feel tired sometimes, bright other times. People who feel you know, somewhat inspired, not very inspired. In fact, it's for people like us to <laughs> practice with. So we don't have to be in a kind of specially zingy, bright, fantastically good, totally sorted, smoothed out state before we can meditate, otherwise it's not going to happen, is it? So it's just getting down to some some basic stuff and recognizing the nature of perception is it takes a particular characteristic, sign, and it makes much of it. So that becomes the dominant trade. For example, with things that are attractive, we see some attractive quality and that becomes the thing that our mind fastens on. You see something that's not attractive or messy or or disappointing and your mind fastens on that, that becomes the sign that your mind fastens on, right? Something's gone wrong and that's the bit that sticks in you and your mind tends to take that up, you know? one mistake or one dish in a meal that didn't turn out right or some error that somebody said, something wrong somebody said, that can, if it bothers you, that becomes the sign that your mind picks up and says, oh, the whole evening was ruined, my day was ruined or this person is a terrible person or something like this. The mind picks up a sign and makes much of it. That's the called perception, signs. Now, similarly, when we're coming into meditation, we pick up the sign of what's beautiful and good. Now, naturally, there are aspects of our lives that are not beautiful or good, or happy or fortunate, but you don't pick up those signs. If you're waiting to make sure, till you feel totally happy and good and bright and positive before you practice, it's going to be a long time. <laughs> you know, it might happen once every ten years or so. <laughs> for a few seconds and then you then you spend the next decade trying to get back to it again <laughs> so remember that buddhism buddha came out of a forest a jungle most people lived in jungles rough places 
and uh, you know a lot of the forest teachers lived in pretty rough, dismal places where temperature was not even, health was irregular, and their their achievement was to focus on some fortunate aspect and just make your mind hold on to that till that becomes the sign that the mind picks up, dwells in, right? Till it, if your mind really holds that and there's a sense of strength to that and firming on repetition, that characteristic, that sign dominates and the others fade out. This is how we can live with bodies that experience pain in meditation. Everybody's body, that's the nature of bodies, they're pain bags. But not everything is painful. So you focus on an aspect that is relatively comfortable or clean or sweet or smooth. So breathing in, breathing out. It may be even that we're breathing in and breathing out. Not all of it is regular or comfortable. So you focus on the most comfortable aspect. And you make much of that. You dwell upon that. And you might find that's a particular area or a particular phase of the breathing or a particular way in which you approach it. You can do this also with practices like kindness. So you bring up a sign, quality of goodwill, and you focus on that and you make that your sign. That's your mood and you focus on that mood till everything becomes endowed, enriched by that quality. So you, you lead, your jitta leads. And as we've been calming and steadying the jitta and releasing some of its oppressions, the jitta becomes a little more sprightly and healthy, so we can lead with it. And you pick up qualities that are supportive for meditation and you give little attention to, or just the attention that's needed, to resolve or settle or pause around areas that are difficult. Because imagine all of us, in our lives there are things that are problematic, you know, a domestic situation or whatever, health, future. So if you go around, the mind scurries around going into those, then it will never settle. And how profitable is that? To what degree is it useful? So we try to just get the basic settling of the body and the way in which we can hold the body in a way that's reasonably comfortable, as good as it's going to get. And you can develop that over years. And you find your breathing that the way that feels comfortable and you develop that over the years. You begin to know that. So this is gained practical wisdom. You can't shortcut that. It's something you learn over time, what works. So this is where the jitta leads and becomes decisive. This jitta establishes perceptions. That's his territory. It's even imagining. Jitta can imagine, as a lot of us do. We fantasize, we dream, we hope, we aspire, we imagine what it could be like. Well, using that faculty, jitta is also an imaginative faculty. Now, this may sound like daydreaming, but all the time, remember, we are imagining we're imagining tomorrow, we're imagining who we are. When you close your eyes, you tend to, without even realizing it, imagine your body. You tend to imagine the body in line with your basic visual perception of it, because that's the one that persists, the one we we use most often. So when you sit there, you imagine. You don't do it consciously, but the jitta does. Oh, this is my arm, this is my head. You don't feel a head or an arm. It's a very dominant map, a nimitta sign that we carry. Actually, what we experience is pressure, warmth, vitality, pain, pleasure. 
And we've got this background blueprint of a sign of the body that, that the mind, oh, that's happening in my head. That's happening in my leg. Okay. And it's just to recognize that that's actually imagined. But it's not a conscious, willful imagination. It's just a natural one. Because that sign is established. Most of the day you walk around and you see these bodies. So that becomes the dominant sign. And um, so, you know, we're looking at other signs, the four elements, for example, the five elements, space around the body. If there were no space, you would not experience your body in this way. You'd experience a sense of incredible pressure. But the space element is the quality that means there is a sense of release of pressure. And so it very much changes your experience of body. So even things that are not there are part of what build up a particular sign. The sign nimitta, and nimitta is one of the slightly, you know, controversial topic because it, it can get out of hand or people don't necessarily know what it means or it becomes something refined. But it's a normal function of the mind. Like you look at somebody and immediately you know it's a man or a woman. You know, so there's immediate vision recognition the basic bodily shape, that sign. That's a reference to a pre-existing sign. It has a characteristic to it. So this is quite a natural feature of mind, and we make use of that. And we're looking for the quality or the, the sign or the characteristic that's sustainable through vitaka vichara, that where the quality of happiness and ease can arise. Not too much agitation, but just happiness and ease. Because the important thing to recognize is, you know, you're steadying your, your body energy, but you don't get too involved with it. It's just to get it steady enough. And then you focus on the qualities of um, steadiness and accessibility. You can handle it. It's not too refined that you can't handle it. You've got to be able to steer and you feel the mind can step back. It's not straining to to get it. It's not trying to experience something it's not experienced. So that sense of step back or get it in perspective, you get the overall quality. And you pick up the general quality of calm, steadiness, ease, completeness, nothing oppressive happening. And... Here you have to work with, well, is it so oppressive, so difficult, so insistent? Well, I better deal with it. If it's something, you know, so you, this is a basic kind of rule of thumb. You tend to something three or four times if it, if it keeps bothering you. Uh, or you can, you know, you turn away from it three or four times if it bothers you. And if it still keeps bothering you, well, you better deal with it. You know, it's like somebody's knocking on the door. You ignore it. Keep knocking, ignore it. Okay, you better open the door which means you begin to practice what's necessary to calm or steady that quality. Could be a doubt, could be a thought, could be a physical constriction. But you don't move easily. You look towards establishing this uh, one-pointedness or this central theme. Because the body helps us in so far as it stabilizes our energy and it gives us a working place. And then there's to enter into um, steadiness or jhana, you, you come to the mental, the jitta characteristic. 
So it's the O which is derived from, is from focusing on the steady, calm, vital, whatever, you know, supportive qualities of the internal body. But then it's a, essentially it's a jitta realm that we're in. How does the mind come to a sense of contentment, ease? And so this means that actually there are many suitable ways to cultivate this. Some people even cultivate metta to the level at which their, their mind unifies on that characteristic and they spread that through their entire body, quality of goodwill, that's a skillful means, so that, that not one part of one's experience, we say the all-encompassing world, well, that means the world of your experience, there's nothing there that's irritable or nagging or negative. So you spread that, and you develop it into a, a sign, and embodying it, so it's, it's saturating your body. Sometimes people develop things like skeleton imiters or that means their mind becomes very cool and dispassionate. But we're not looking, we look, these are all, in a way, they're all imagined. They're images that the mind finds helpful for its purpose. And you, you work around these so that the mind can come to steadiness. That's the fundamental principle of it mind comes to steadiness and it begins to um, deepen and quieten so that we come to this uh, characteristic is is uh, uh, there's mindfulness there's recognition there's a focus and there's a sense of ease comfort the mind is is buoyant it's lifted up it's not dragging and the hindrances begin to disappear or melt away. This is where we look, what we're looking at as our standard, however that arises. Now if you're walking up and down, you can focus just on the quality of movement. That's the characteristic of walking, isn't it? When you walk, you move. So what, what, do, you, what do you mean walk movement? Well, how do you know you're walking? Because you, move, you feel the experience of moving. This is why I haven't specifically specified a point to focus on because the overall quality of walking is a sense of a gentle, easy, comfortable walk, movement. So it's flowing. And then that sign, you focus on that so that the the walking is, is completed, it's not irregular, it's not just one step, then another step, it's not like point, not dots, you know. But it's an, a, a constant, sustainable characteristic. Whereas sensations, you know, walking sensations are relatively coarse. That is, you get a heavy sensation the foot hits the ground and then it lifts. It, it, it's quite irregular. It fluctuates a lot. So you walk gently. So the sensations are softened so that there's less of a of a, a strong change between the sensations of the foot touching the ground and the rest of the body, which is much gentler sensation, isn't it? You know, the, the movement in the waist or the movement of the legs. Now, ideally, you know, looking to get in those almost towards equivalence. So the quality of, of your body turning and lifting the leg and moving it forward is as 
clear in your mind as the, as the feeling of the foot touching the ground. Now, of course, it's, it's never quite as strong. But if you don't focus on one particular point, but get the overall quality, something rhythmic, flowing, supple, then you've got a singularity. That's what we're looking for, a singularity. A singularity that's, that's comfortable, so your mind will settle into it. That's the thing, and the mind will arrive at that if you kind of have, bear that in mind. You know, what is the unifying quality? Because this is the sign of samadhi is unification. What's the unifying theme of this um, cultivation? And is it some so unifying theme that is the mind will easily settle into and enjoy? So the casting off of fretfulness, speculation, doubt, uncertainty, restlessness, mind being too forceful, trying to get it going, mind being reluctant, pulling away, if you were to fight with it. You know, the mind trying to arrive at somewhere in the future, I want to get to this state. All these are the mind is not settled. It's kind of pushing and pulling. You want it just to be contented. Then this is the beauty. We can experience contentment in this physical and psychological form. You can find lots of things wrong with it if you look at it. But where's that going to go? So then this is a skill that you know, it's quite a lot to bear on what you can take with you, how to dwell upon that which is beautiful. And ideally we begin to internalize this, uh, this mode and this understanding. We focus on the beautiful, the good, the true in our daily life. You know, through being able to reflect on the precepts, reflect on handling the mind, comforting it, steadying it, reassuring it, not stressing it. And then we find this internal uh, refuge for our lives. So let's have some time for direct practice and um, take up your sitting position. Would you like to stand or walk or just vary it? Um, so, but give it a good, you know, period of time to to in your in your um, posture and see what your what you how your mind can find its place in that. <laughs> 